They've done a lot of walking over the past few days, but this feels different. Passing by sights from her childhood, marveling at how much of the neighborhood changed while she was stuck at Stillwater. And it occurs to her for the first time that she maybe has just as much to catch up on as Caitlin does. The realization is like a dam breaking, and she feels a new kind of grief begin to settle in, layer by layer, piling onto her shoulders and her chest and her feet, until Caitlin is all but dragging her through the street. Caitlin, who now seems so free and at ease. Vi doesn't realize how overwhelmed she actually is until they pass a particular building and her feet stop of their own accord. She glances up and sees Benzo's name still faintly visible on the door. Then her eyes dip to the basement window and sees nothing. Just dingy glass. Splashes of blood, long gone. She wonders who had to clean it all up. What is this place? Caitlin's question jars her from her thoughts, and she decides she doesn't have the energy to lie. Watch someone die here. The grip on her hand tightens a little. Someone you knew? She tries the knob. It's unlocked, but the door itself is covered in both rust and rot, and it sticks in place. Vi sets her jaw and shoulders the wood with her full body weight, and it opens easily. The impact feels good, as it momentarily distracts her from the space she's breaking into. But as soon as she crosses the threshold, her movements become cautious and guarded. Everywhere she looks are memories and ghosts. Silent, flitting images of small bodies darting around the shop. Sounds of clinking metal and cranking gears and mischievous giggles. The smell of Vander and Benzo's favorite drink that always made Vi wrinkle her nose in disgust. A very insistent part of her wants to turn back around and get as far away from here as possible. But she knows she can't walk anymore. Not today. Vi finds the basement door, and it's not stuck like the other one, and she vaguely wishes it could have put up a fight as she leads Caitlin down the stone steps. Looks like no one's been here for a while. She mutters, I should be okay to take a break. Her fingers loosen and her hand falls away from Caitlin's, who just does a slow spin as she takes in the dark, dusty space. Vi spots her second favorite ratty old couch, bested only by the one that used to be in Vander's place, still tucked into the far wall, right where she left it. And there's a tightness squeezing her lungs as she wanders to it with pure muscle memory, sinks into the middle cushion, tilts her head back, closes her eyes, exhales, it's way too loud. She squeezes the edge of the cushion, 
already missing the warmth she's been feeling against her hand more often than not these days. Can you come here? She asks quietly, each word quivering as it leaves her throat. Footsteps come closer, and her fingers twitch in anticipation. But instead, there's a knee bracketing each of her hips, pressure on her lap, and lips pressing firmly against hers. She grunts a little in surprise, and grips Caitlin's sides instinctually, kissing Caitlin back. But she was already trying to catch her breath before, and now she almost can't breathe at all. Vi turns her head away to suck in more oxygen, and now the kisses are on her neck, open-mouthed and... Hang on. She switches to the other side. Vi wants it to feel good, wants to want this moment as much as Caitlin seems to. But everything feels too heavy and too full, and she really just needs... Caitlin. There's a hum of acknowledgement. But then the lips are back on hers, muffling her next words. And she finally grips Caitlin's shoulders and pushes her back. Wait. Caitlin looks confused, and Vi already feels guilty about this forced distance. I... you're... Fuck. What is she even trying to say right now? That's not what I was going to ask for. She finally admits in a hoarse whisper, and as soon as the words are out, she withdraws her arms and holds them against her own body. I'm sorry. I just don't feel great right now. I'm sorry. Caitlin eases herself off of Vi and presses her palm to Vi's forehead. The gentle contact has her head falling back again, but she shakes it at the same time. Not that kind. What do you need? Caitlin asks so softly that Vi almost forgets that she was straddling her a few seconds ago. She's brushing her fingers back through Vi's hair now, and she feels one tear fall. Then another. What were you going to ask for? Vi thinks and thinks and thinks and thinks. Getting a little lost in the strokes against her scalp. Then. Keep doing that? Of course. She eases herself down, laying her head in Caitlin's lap, and not fully relaxing until the touches resume. Sorry. She whispers again. It's all right, Vi. As a wise soul said to me not too long ago, you've been through a lot. Vi closes her eyes. Just tired. The motions pause for a single split second. We'll get a proper rest soon. I promise. She puts her hand on Caitlin's leg, right where the wound used to be, and leaves it there as she focuses on the touches and the overwhelming relief of being still. 
doesn't doze off, just breathes, just stays, just exists. Did you have to beat anyone up for these pants? Dozens of heavily armed soldiers. Complete bloodbath. Her thumb brushes against the new fabric. That's my girl. She expects, maybe even hopes, for Caitlin to take the bait and flirt back. But instead, here's a quiet apology. I'm sorry for kissing you like that. Vi nuzzles against Caitlin's leg. Any other day, Cupcake. She sighs. Any other day. It feels like a lie.